The PGA Tour is back. That's right. We have a full weekend of actual golf ahead of us. Even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash prizes don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings, the official daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. It's easy to play. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off Thursday. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. See what we did there? Red numbers, winning green. That's money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Rock up the points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Doesn't get any closer to a major than this. All right, that's kind of ridiculous, but you get it. There's a million dollars up for grabs at DraftKings, and you can download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SVP to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code SVP to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. You can see DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome to SV Pod. Stand for Steve. I'm Scott Van Pelt. We appreciate you being with us. We appreciate those that joined us last week and listened to our friend Damian Woody, who shared his experiences, his stories, things that Steve and I don't have to deal with, frankly. And the heavy conversations continue around the country, as do the protests. And given what happened last week, Friday, late Friday evening, uh, following uh, a statement that came out from Players around the NFL, powerful statement about what they wanted the NFL to do. Commissioner Goodell sat down and said, we, the NFL, condemn racism, the systematic oppression of black people. We, the NFL, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the NFL, believe black lives matter. The hashtag was inspire change. And the commissioner said we're wrong. He said they're listening. And all of that is significant. But I think what happens now, Steve, is the NFL, which benefits the most of all the major sports because it has the most time uh, to figure out what to do for its season, has to figure out what it's going to do that's substantive. Because you can say whatever you want. And it's been a giant race to social media to put out the tweet, to come up with the statement so that, you know, people are going to say, oh, you know, they, they, they get it. You know, okay, great. <laughs> do something. You know, I'm interested in what they do and they have time to figure something out. My sense is that that when players kneel and they will, that there will be a very different response from the league than there's been in the past. Well, one thing's for sure, Scott, you can see how the players are planning definitely to do something. And the coaches are, are definitely planning to do something. We had Jim Trotter on the other night. He said his first phone call when this has all happened to Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. Um, and, you know, what's his plan? You know, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk to players right now. Flores from the Dolphins has been awesome with the stuff he's come out with and said. So I just hope the league is ready because the players and the coaches are definitely ready to do something. And, uh, you know, it, they, they have a plan. And, you know, you mentioned they do have time. And I think that the, what Jim Trotter, our friend with the NFL Network now, mentioned that's true is it, it's about ownership. What, what, what will owners do? How will owners empower their employees to, to act? And, and, and I say empower. They're, they're not in a position to stop them because players are going to do what they feel. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, hey, to anybody that doesn't like this, 
with all respect, f- you. This is mm-hmm. what we're doing. That's what's going to happen uh, after what has happened. And so we will continue, obviously, on SportsCenter to cover the, the angles to, these, to, to the story, the, the pieces that relate to sports, and there are many of them. But I think that in this space this week, with sports, another sport coming back, that's the PGA Tour. We can share some of what uh, Jordan Spieth ta- told us when he joined SportsCenter. And with an eye on the fall and the curiosity about what the NFL will do, and I am sincerely curious about ownership and Roger Goodell and, and what it is that they intend to do. Um, in this space this week, I want to talk about what our job is, and that's sports. I mean, the other night we got done with SportsCenter, and Mike McQuaid, who is, I, I compare him to the wolf from Pulp Fiction. I don't know how to describe his job. He's just, he, he was Dan and Keith's producer back in the day. He's sort of our consigliere. He's an executive producer of sorts. And when we got done the other night, he's like, well, that's 12 weeks. I'm like, 12 weeks what? He said, since the Gobert thing. And you're like, Jesus, mm. you know, it's three months we do a show about sports, and we haven't talked about how to sports to talk about. And we've tried our best. And then in the last couple of weeks, obviously the conversation takes a much more serious turn, if you can be more serious than a global pandemic, but it's been obviously incredibly serious. Um, and so those conversations have been appropriate. But just when when McQuaid said that, I was like, wow, it's been that long. But you can start to see light. NASCAR's come back. Basketball's coming back, but it's not until late July. Golf comes back this week. And I didn't think, I didn't know, I should say, Steve, I didn't know what would happen with college football. But given the fact that the country now is just clearly of a mindset that we're moving on, we're going forward College football is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like, but in some form or fashion, it's going to happen. Did you think? Did you think it would? Yes. Yep. I I think we did it on one of the second podcasts into the pandemic, and you said you were looking for hope. You were like, "Give me hope," and I said, "I, I believe there was going to be football played. Uh, I still do. Um, I think the the amount of um, of money the that money. these schools, yep, the schools take in and, and need it for." Various ways of function, uh, you know, funding and, and stuff like that. I, I, just, I just thought they had enough time. Uh, you know, when when this started, you just said the twelve weeks ago. I just thought they still had enough thing. You know, some schools had spring ball, some didn't. But um, I, I just thought it was. I, what I really feel for is the is the first year head coaches. Uh, we've seen a couple incidents with you know, uh, you know, communication that I don't think has has been right, which. I think goes back to being a first time head coach at a, at a new school. Um, and it's, it's that, those are the things that I, I look at and, um, I'm interested to see how far behind are they in establishing trust where players come in and, and you know, when a new coach and a new coach comes in because he had success in another place and how, how, how you know, what makes these guys believe that his, you know, former plan is going to work. That takes time, man. That really does. Uh, I was, you know, yeah, and I mean, I think that that's where I mean, we had Lane Kiffin on uh, at Ole Miss, and you know, mm-hmm. he talked about the, the challenge. I mean, you know, you're disconnected from your guys. There's a lot. Look, there's a lot to sort out. And what's fascinating to me is we went from Rudy Gobert getting the coronavirus that fateful night in March, March 11th, I believe it was, to shutting down sports, not just the NBA, everything. That was it. Oh my God, he's got it. That's it. Now, there. I, if I name one school, I'm like, I'm not 
I'm not singling you out, but I, I, I don't have to single one out. You could say it was Alabama. They, they did a bunch of tests. I believe it was like five guys. Oklahoma State mm-hmm. had a bunch of guys. And it's like we're, we're at a place now where it, it appears that what the, the plan is is, okay, we're going to keep you over here by yourselves, let you get better, and we're just carrying on. And, and by the way, as an addendum to something that we've covered here on the podcast, I said I wasn't going to read anymore. They're just words, this and that. I'm done with all the people, the WHO, the CDC. No one knows what the f*** they're talking about. Not them. It's their job to know. Like, if you have a crazy aunt, do you say aunt mm-hmm. or aunt? aunt I or say auntie. I say, auntie. I say aunt. I always. I say don't aunt. say aunt. Okay, well, we say aunt in my family. You say auntie. But Some do your kids say, say daddy? There's no aunts on the ground. Who are you talking about? They certainly don't say aunt because, like, what's an aunt? Let's just change it. Do you, maybe you've got a cousin. You, maybe you've okay. got a cousin who traffics in, like, Facebook posts from who knows who about theories about things. Like, mm-hmm. well, actually, you know, my my cousin Cheryl down at, she works at such and such, and this is what they said at work about this this whole thing. Like, they've got some wild cockamamie theory. Your crazy cousin knows as much as the World Health Organization. They they came out on Monday and said that for an asymptomatic person to transmit it to somebody else, it was very, very rare. And you're like, excuse me? I thought that that, that was the whole thing. We, 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 if you, even if you're asymptomatic, you could give it to somebody else. Well, oh, by the way, World Health Organization in January told us you couldn't get it from somebody else. Thanks for that. So they started with that in January. Then on Monday of this week, they said it was very, very rare. Then the next day, they came out and said, well, no, actually, it's more like more like 16%. It could be as high as 40 So the people in charge in two days said it's either very rare that someone who's asymptomatic could give it to somebody else, or it's as high as 40%, but they don't know, because they don't know. And so that's why I think so many states, as, as grim as this toll has been, and it's real, it's a real cost. You and I work with a guy. We, we have a friend here, a real, a close friend who lost his pop. So mm-hmm. I don't diminish the seriousness of it. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying that nobody knows anything, and that's why so many states, it appears now, are just like, hey, we're just going to sort of give it a shot and see where things go. And that's why it feels like college football, where younger people that don't have pre-existing conditions have, have bounced back from this pretty well, and it just it's too much money. And there's a million reasons why, billion reasons why it's going to go off, whether it should or not, which will lead to some very interesting questions in the fall when it happens to your team, which it will. And with that in mind, our conversation with Brian Kelly about just that, coming back, trying to figure out how to play football, all the testing, this, that, and the other thing, and what Notre Dame has in place to try to move forward. When you were a guest with me, it was March the 25th. You said, if we're back by the 1st of July, back getting towards campus, getting guys back here for the safety of the players, maybe we'd have a shot. Now here you guys are working your way back to campus. Now it's early June. What's that process going to look like as you guys put your toe in the water towards trying to get back to playing? Well, you know, obviously all of our decisions have been driven by the health and the safety, you know, of our football team and, and all those that are surrounding it. So, you know, we didn't have a particular date. I was hoping that we were, you know, that July date meant that we would be up and running and, and that would give us a shot at, at something in September. 
but we're right on track now uh, because we're going to be coming in. Uh, but we think now that the, the schedule sets up um, with the NCA now being involved with uh, uh, putting together a back-to-play schedule, uh, we feel like we're in good position to begin uh, the first week in September. Okay, this is great, and we distance ourselves. But then it's you're playing Navy, and it's fourth and one, and you you, you got guys six inches away from each other. Like it, it's a physical game. Like at some point, we we we, we can mitigate, but then by definition, that th- you're going to have to be in close proximity. So I guess part of this, whatever sport we're playing, we just have to sign up for some amount of risk, and th- and that's just how it is, right? Well, there's going to be testing. Uh, so our football team will, is, is committed to testing. Uh, we will test right. weekly throughout the season. So we're going to put a football team on the field that has been tested, that's cleared. Navy's going to put a football team that's it. cleared and tested. So, you know, we're going to be in, you know, close proximity, but those, those kids are going to have tested prior to competition. So, um, the challenges will be, you know, they're college students during the week too. And so. Sure. You know, making good decisions there is, is really where you're going to be challenged. And, and I think, quite frankly, it's, it's on Thursday or Friday when you test and your starting quarterback has, you know, COVID-19 and uh, the backup quarterback got six reps. Uh, but we got to get on the bus and we got to go play Clemson. Uh, so, you know, th- those are going to be the challenges. Uh, that we have as we move forward. Yeah, forgive me for laughing at that analogy. It just felt good to smile about the idea of you having to try to back up into a game against Clemson. But so much of life at the moment because of this COVID-19 pandemic is different. I mean, nothing really is the same. And so no spring ball, all the things you describe. What's the actual football likely to look like, Brian? You know, many times we talk about, you know, football teams not looking prepared in the opener. Uh, this is going to be you know, making sure the playbook is very, very small and the execution is good because you're going to have to spend a lot of time on the fundamentals. And you're going to have to spend a lot of time telling yourself to be patient, Brian Kelly. You think you're going to be, (laughs) how patient are you going to be when you guys can't execute that snap? Sometimes, you know, you get a little bit upset with your guys, right? I mean, you're going to have to be patient, coach. (laughs) I have learned how to to work that into my my new vocabulary. My patience is my middle name now, Brian Patience Kelly. Well, we'll I'll, I'm going to make a n- note of that. And uh, listen, it, it, I'm, I'm happy that you guys are back uh, in the process of getting back, I guess I should say, and that we're all optimistic and we're all hopeful. And given the gravity of these last couple of months and these last couple of weeks, uh, I, I think we're hopeful about the role sports can play in, in, in leading us back and leading us out of this. Brian, I appreciate the time as always. Yeah, and thanks, Scott, for anchoring this and, and keeping sports uh, in, in a place where we can have a, a bit of an escape for a while and, and – uh, you know, obviously, you've done an incredible job of linking that for everybody. So thanks for everything you've done. So I was laughing at Kelly when he's talking about, like, hey, you're on the bus to go play Clemson, and you find out, like, Ian Book's got the COVID, and now your backup's got to start. And I wasn't laughing at him because it was funny. Because I was laughing because it's true. This is absolutely going to happen. Hell, it might happen in July when the NBA comes back, which, as a side note, what do you do then? What's the NBA do then when, when a couple of superstars get it? Like, Sorry? I mean, that's what that, we're just going to have to carry on. You go sit over there for a couple of weeks and hope your guys can can hold on the fort. Like no one has, no one knows what the plan is, right? Like how many times mm-hmm. has Windhorse said it, right? They're just making it up as they go, and it, yep. it's not a knock. It's just nobody can have a plan right now because we're all living in this Mike Tyson world. You all got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Everyone's got a plan until LeBron James has got the virus. Um, then what do the Lakers do? And what if him and Anthony Davis? I mean, just all these all these possibilities exist. 
And Mm -hmm. when that happens in college football or the NFL, the impacts of this are going to be astounding. And it's just, I'm shrugging. You can't see me, but that, so be it, man. This is just what it's going to be, right? Absolutely. And I think college football, I mean, I played it, so I I just know, I have a feeling I, I, I know the mindset a little bit better. But, Scott, you hear the adage. You hear the adage all the time, next man up, okay? I want to tell you this little story about uh, old winter workouts back in the day, okay? Imagine yourself going in just wherever your basketball courts, uh, intramural, you know, where you have like seven basketball courts in a row, you know? That one of that indoor facility. The, the armory. Give me the name. The okay, the armory. So you got to go to the armory, all right? You have to be it, – it's whistle blows at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. Okay, 5 a.m. Saturday morning, you're there, just awful. And obviously the, the thing was that you didn't want anybody. I yeah, hate this it, I mean, the anxiety would kick in like Friday at noon, knowing that your world was done if you didn't wake <laughs> up at 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. Like you, no one, the guys that ever, like they were, they were, the, the official word never came down of what happened to guys for, for missing Saturday morning workout. But Scott, you would you should have seen the guys. Like there there was guys caught that jumped off their bikes that were late to the workout, jumped in a puddle, and said they got into a bike accident, and that's why they were late for these workouts. So these workouts were everything, and it was just a coach's chance. It was the first thing to get into the season. When you walked in that first time, I'll never forget it. So you got seven basketball courts. You got all these conditioning stations. All right, you got leg raises and scissor kicks at one. You got um, I don't even know what you call them now. They call it suicide, uh, up and backs, suicide sprints at one station. You got, you know, two giant, uh, rings where, you know, you got to play chase around them. Uh, you have another one where it's just jumping jacks and burpees. And all around there, I'm like, why are there so many garbage cans around here? And they were the puke buckets. And it took about, I think, 20 minutes into my first workout to see, that somebody tried going out the night before and coming in for these workouts, and it just it wasn't happening. And when I, when I bring this up, is college coaches are 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 their their minds are just built for this sort of thing. And when I think that, I just think of the pandemic, and I think like you're talking about. What happens if a guy gets it? All right, what happens to the drill? I've seen guys puking on a bucket, and we move the drill 10 yards. The trainers, the medical staff, they got to do what they got to do with the person that's injured or sick or whatever, and the coach is going to keep doing his thing. And, you you know, it's a numbers game in college football, obviously, you know, and and that's where it gets a little hairy, and teams that have the advantage there, you know, love having it, and the teams that don't always bring it up. But I just think about the mindset – and the adaptability that college coaches have and that instills in college players. And I really, I, I, it's a great point by you to bring up the idea that five guys get it. All right, who's up? Let's go. Next guy up. Those guys are going to go for a dorm for seven days or whatever it is now. They're out of the mix. Who's stepping in? And, uh, I, like you said, it's going to happen. And it, 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 I, it doesn't have to happen, but it's going to happen. And this is what we're up against. Right, and because this it it didn't go away. What what's changed yeah. is well, actually, what changes is every day what the pe- people in charge of telling us what the hell's going on, what what it is. That's what changes. One day you can't get it, the next day you know you're doomed if you go outside. So good times there. 
by the fall, and, and I get I forget the number exactly, but I believe Dr. Fauci was said that there'll be, and I'm going to get the number right about how many how many different um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not an antidote. Help me out. What's the word? The uh, vaccines. On, vaccines. Thank you. Good God. The number of vaccines that will be available by the fall, Dr. Fauci suggested there would be, uh, we might have a vaccine by the end of the year. That was late May. Uh, 200 million vaccine doses in early 2021, Fauci hopes. He said they should know by November, December if the vaccine works. Um, so that's that's where we are here. I'm not going to throw Dr. Fauci under the bus. I, I, him I like. Um, he's out there trying his best. Some people don't like him. I get it. I don't know. I, I, no one knows. I don't know. He doesn't know. WHO doesn't know. CDC doesn't know. But I think that by the fall, either there's a vaccine. I called it an antidote. Like it was a snake bite. God, I'm an you idiot. Lost me. I'm not at the source. Understood. Dinosaurs, not real. Um, Correct. What am I talking about? That by the fall, like either there's a, either there's there's um, there's vaccines in place. Or people just keep going on because they reach the point where it's like, whatever, man. Like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just keep on going. And I get that it got politicized along the way, and that that was very real, and there are different sides of, of the aisle arguing with one another. But it just feels like, by and large, people, states, just in, this, in the face of, of different, like, numbers and they're like well the cases are rising but then the testing is increasing i don't pretend to know i just know that states are opening people are coming back they're testing positive and stuff's not shutting down so i am of the belief that somehow or another we're going to go forward and no one knows what the hell it's going to look like in the fall but you mentioned the next man up bit fine college you got a little bit more how many how many people you got on on scholarship and total you got you got you got three figures you got triple figures guys absolutely involved including you know, your walk-ons and whatever else. Now, obviously, you, you know, you get too far down the next man up and the guy that's not quite, not close to the equal of the person who steps forward. But in the, in the NFL, you're dealing with, you know, low 50s number for your roster. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to happen in college, it's going to happen in, in the NFL too. And I'm, like, I'm wondering, like, I just I just picked a, picked a star. I, I picked a star like Brady. And I picked a two-week window where they play on a Monday night. It's late November. They play Monday night football against the Rams. The very next week, they play the Chiefs. So you got huge games, national significance. And what happens? Like, what, what happens? Like, so Brady gets it. Like, and then, and now I get, now here's my conspiracy. Suddenly, I'm your cousin on Facebook. Like, <laughs> if you get it and you're asymptomatic, and the WHO says you can't give it to anybody, well, then do you just go play? I mean, what's the what's the obligation? Yes. If we have guys no. faking concussion tests, why, how, how, you're not going to let Brady play if he's fine Monday, his temperature's good, by Thursday, I, Friday? I, I, I'm not saying he would or should. I'm asking, like, what's the what's your obligation as a team? You, you can't be running around being a virus spreader, but then if I'm Tampa Bay, I just go, hey, man, the World, World, World Health Organization said yeah, he, it's rare. He can't pass it. We're good. I don't know. I don't, Belichick I don't had Brady know. on an injury report for 12 years. There you go. <laughs> he didn't miss a game. I just I don't know what anything's going to look like, and I, but I know this. I know there's going to be your fantasy team. Like you got every, Your every fantasy team. 
You're looking at practice reports. Oh, Nuke Hopkins, he doesn't practice. You know, could be managing, worth keeping an eye on by Sunday morning. You're like, is he playing? Is he not? Like all of a sudden, like some random thing pops up. You you could be you could be decimated by the Rona. And your fantasy fantasy, team. fantasy guys are going to be hanging out at like the minute clinic, seeing like who's checking. Oh, I just saw so and so get checked in the minute clinic. He might have the Rona. I'm thinking NFL people probably aren't going down that that thing in the strip mall. Never know. Late night. It could be. I I just wonder. Nobody knows. No one knows anything. Like, sports are coming back. But, like, I mean, okay, so as I sit here, boxing's back on a Tuesday night. Okay. And we get golf back this week. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. excited to watch that. Right? Heck, yeah. Matchups. Got a great feel. Let's go. You got Rory down on Hogan's Alley in Fort Worth, Colonial. You're the golf insider, but I'll tell you. It's it's a great driving golf course. It's an old school. Like people say, you can't you can't have a golf course. It's not of a certain length because guys overpower it. Well, if it's narrow like Colonial, you can. It, it still stands up. Like that golf course still stands up. Jordan Spieth won there in 2016. He was a guest on Sports Center this week, and I asked him about just how different it would be. And like you go back to like the AJGA Junior Golf or NCAA events where you don't have a lot of people around. I mean, it's, you're used to having played in events like that. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, this multiple major champion was talking about being out there feeling feeling the nerves being back out there again. First thing I want to know is how long did you go, Jordan, without touching a golf club and swinging at a, at a ball? I went probably uh, four weeks or so where the only – Golfing I did was just for fun with my friends or my brother was in town. You know, then things started to open a little bit back up, and I, I kind of periodically uh, kind of started to do a little bit more each week. Look, you, you, you make your living doing this. So as you try to ramp back up and get prepared, uh, what's the sense just of, of getting back out there and competing that you have from your peers about what it's going to look like on, on Thursday? Well, that was part of the whole plan. You know, the PGA Tour stayed in constant communication through the our player advisory council and so on and so forth, seeping down from the board to figure out, you know, how comfortable everybody was to get started. And then uh, by what measures, what measures need to be taken in order to make everybody feel comfortable, but also uh, like it wasn't interfering with the competition. So I think we landed on a pretty solid plan. So this is going to be week one. And I think people are excited for sports in general to come back. And, you know, I think we're, we're pretty excited that golf's one of the first ones um, to do so, and certainly a responsibility in, in in saying that. I think back to like, and then this is back to my old school golf channel days, but like going to like an AJGA event or an NCAA event. Well, I mean, it's not like there are tens of thousands of people. I mean, it's just you and your the person you're playing with, and maybe a caddy or somebody or whatever else. But it's 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 you know pretty sparse. I mean, mentally, do you, do you take yourself back to that? Even though you're playing for seven figures, I'm just curious, just mentally, what it will feel like to be in the arena, even though the arena is empty? I think it'll certainly be an adjustment. I think it'll be odd. Now, it'll be really interesting, you know, this this first week, I'm going to be paired with uh, a couple of my good friends, Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, so it'll actually kind of feel like we're just playing a regular round, I think, the first two rounds, you know. So that'll that'll be odd when we look and where there's actually a scoreboard and we gotta we got to keep track and, and there's no, there's no um, you know, hammers involved. There's no, uh, you automatic know, two no, down no and skins all that. game involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm kind of excited to be honest, um, just to see what it's like for a couple weeks. And then hopefully we're able to, um, 
hopefully things start to clear up and we're able to, to get fans back as soon as possible. Outside of you and Greller at Hartford, it's really not a contact sport, you know. I mean, you guys, yeah. th- there's plenty of room for you guys to have that space. And that's why I felt all along, Jordan, that, that golf was perfectly wired to be one of the sports to, to come back because you guys could, you know, you could isolate even in competition. So as they talk to you to try to find out what would make you feel comfortable, like wh- what were the types of things that they were trying to figure out would, would make people feel like, all right, we can go out and do this? Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the travel. You know, it's a, it's a traveling bubble where usually guys are traveling with their families. You know, we're a, normally an individual, um, you know, travelers, and now it's going to be kind of a traveling bubble. And I think trying to figure out the right measures on how to how that looks, you know, how the how the process looks when you get tested when you arrive to a city and while you're waiting on results, what are you allowed to do, that kind of stuff. So really a lot of it, I think, is the beginning and the end of the week. I think during the week, um, it was just going about normal protocol when you're inside. What's player dining look like? You know, just little things, but things that would certainly make a difference. How much does it does it give you the comfort of your? It's a it's a course where you've won. You old, you know, uh, it fits your eye kind of a deal. The fact that I can stay home for the first week is really nice, uh, and then the fact the fact that I've played Colonial well historically is a bonus too. So. Yeah, just finding that comfort level and a pretty uncomfortable start. I mean, 13 weeks off is the longest I would imagine anybody anybody that's playing right now uh, has gone uh, without any form of an injury in between uh, starts from, I would say, even back to their junior golf days when they first started playing golf. So I'd probably uh, I'll honestly feel some jitters, even though there won't be anybody there um, just to get going. Uh, but certainly the fact that it's, it's here at home um, – is it, is it also an interesting kind of way to start? you got to squeeze a lot into a short period of time, and a lot of people like to set their schedule up and kind of cherry-pick and go where they like to go. How do you plan for what is a lot jammed into a small period, a small window? Just play a lot. I think these Good. fields, I think these fields that um, throughout the summer here, as we uh, complete our, our FedEx Cup schedule, are going to be major championship fields almost weekly. Uh, guys are itching to play that, that was, that was what we got and that from, from the pack. And that's what, um, that's what kind of gave us the confidence to continue to go forward here from just talking to my friends. I know that, uh, they're, they're super pumped to be able to get, get something, some sports to watch Thursday through Sunday. No doubt. Have fun, play well, most important, stay safe. And, uh, hopefully if uh, we're allowed to get out there to uh, San Francisco for the PGA, we'll actually be able to see and wave from a distance and, uh, let's, let's cross <laughs> our fingers for that, man. Stay good. All right. Yeah, thanks, SVPC, buddy. So golf comes back this week. NASCAR's been back. Boxing's back in Vegas. UFC, they built an island in Abu Dhabi. I mean, whatever you think of Dana White, that guy's just going to say the hell with it. We're going to we're gonna keep swinging, literally, and they do. Yeah. But but so many, so many things still are, exist in this space of just like the virus, nobody knows. Like the NBA... All right, so we got a date. We, we know that. What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? What's going to happen if stars get it? Hockey, hockey's like that guy in the bar late that's like, we're going to Vegas. And you're like, all right. <laughs> all right, well, that's what they did. We're going to Vegas. Well, okay, whose car? Who's, how many people are going? I don't know. And hockey still is like, we're coming back. We had Carlson on, and like, 
Like, no one, they don't know they're coming back. They don't know when training nope. camp starts. I mean, they know what the playoffs look like, so that's cool. But, like, it's incredible to me that the NHL was the equivalent of the friend yelling, we're going to Vegas. But to even now, however many weeks after it is that they said that they were coming back, that, that there are no more more firm plans about about what that even is. And then, meanwhile, baseball just is like, right, we hate you and we're fighting. Just think about the difference in hockey and the NBA. I mean, you touched on it. The NBA says, all right, here are our dates. We don't have a schedule, though, but this is what we're going to do. Hockey's like, all right, here's our schedule. Here's our bracket. Nah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but when's it? Ah, whatever. We'll, we'll lace them up. We'll get the boys. We'll get the boys together. We'll, we'll start skating, try to figure it out. It's, it is so bizarre, man. Everything, everything is so bizarre. And, like, when we get this news that the like the, the headline on Sports Center last week's like the NBA's back. The hell it is. Like I'm still doing Sports Center. It's early June. That's late July, you know? What our schedule Yeah. We like we worked we work a bunch during the spring, which is supposed to be during the uh, NBA playoffs. When we get to the end of June slash early July, which would have been free agency, that was when we take like that summer break. And I got news for you. When that happens, I am gone. Okay, I am. I, I don't. Oh, so and so's coming back. They're playing. Good. Somebody else can do it. All right. <laughs> Someone else can do the shows. You're moving, and I'm going to the yep. beach. All right. And I don't know what the rules are at the beach, but that's where you're going to find my big behind. I'm going there. And by the way, our break starts in the beginning of July. The NBA doesn't even start playing until the yeah. end of July. And the NHL won't even start camp at the earliest July 10th is what they've said. But and they and and baseball, who knows? Ravage told us on Sports Center they're definitely it's, it's we're definitely going to have baseball. And all right, well, when's that happen? Um, <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Everything, everything as it relates to to trying to plan is is predicated on this this science. We're going to let science lead us, okay? Well, you're letting people lead you that say one thing one day and then the exact opposite the next day. So maybe just maybe just hunker down, chart a course, and start walking. Walking in the direction you feel comfortable walking, and let's hope that we can get there in one piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I have some science in, in uh, Scott on the Spot. Are you ready? Scott on the Spot. Pew, 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 pew. pew. Scott on the Spot pew, 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 pew. is sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over $1 million in prizes. Download the DraftKings app and enter code SVP at sign-up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. First one's a two-parter. Yep. Remember at the beginning when I said you were reading too much? Yeah, and I vowed not to read anymore. <laughs> I said no more reading. They're just words. How They're much? Just words. They're just words. I said. Yeah. How, how, how do you ever think about the time that you spent reading, and then you said today that your crazy cousin analogy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't read those, but I, I'm. I mean. You can't avoid the fact that yesterday the, the WHO said it was very rare, and then the next day they, they – I mean, I didn't search this out. It was just – it was unavoidable. Is there a question okay. here? Yeah, I just I, I just thought about all the time you spent reading and how much you wasted. Does it feel like a waste? 
Well, Steve, uh, <laughs> I have nothing else to do. There's, there's no, there are no more Zoom calls in the house. Fake school is over. Oh. Now Sam, now Sam just tells me every day how bored he is, and he asks if he can play Slither Snake. <laughs> Anybody out there know about the Slither Snake game on your phone? Sam would like to play Slither Snake. I'm so okay. bored. Okay, Dad, buddy. give me your phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that things are rough <laughs> in your four-year-old existence. We'll, uh, we'll try to help you out. All right. What's your handicap? What's your handicap? I haven't played golf once this year. I've played yes, golf have. 12 times. No, I haven't. You I haven't hit balls. One time. I have, I've hit balls. I haven't gone okay. one time on the first You haven't hole. played one hole. No, i played a few holes, but I have not, not once have I put a tee in the first tee uh, and played and put it out on the 18th green. Not one time. Zero times have I played 18 holes of golf. So what's my, I have no idea what my handicap is. Are you closer to a 10 or a 15? I'm more than that right now. No. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I am. There's just yeah, no, but you're I, a quick fixer. You're a quick yeah, fixer. I mean, my, my good's still good, but there's just no way I'd be consistent enough to be a 10 or a 15. No way. No way. Hey, you're being honest right there. I, that's You know how many guys would just lie with that question? A lot of bad, a lot of bad liars. I'm a probably yeah. about a six. Yeah. Okay. All right, who's the pick this week in golf? We got golf. Come on, we'll get some matchups out there for the people. But who's who's the pick? You like former champions at this? Um, not necessarily. I think like. Did you ever cover this event? Sure, I've been to Fort Worth. <laughs> been to Fort Worth. Stockyards. Stockyards. Come on. <laughs> it, I Do you remember how cold it was for the national championship? Yeah, we went to Fort Worth and it was and it was oh. we went there, we went there for a Super Bowl and and it snowed and the road between Dallas and uh Fort Worth was officially incapacitated. And then we went there for the national title and we sat outside next to that smoker all day and our clothes smelled like barbecue. Minus 10. Those were the two times we went to Dallas for the radio show. Oh. Uh, me and Rosillo still love to <laughs> love to compare notes about about a lot of the things that happened out there there. <laughs> It's a good thing. Oh you know, man! And, but wait, what was the question? No. Oh, yeah, have I ever covered this? Who's your cover this event? And who's the pick this week? Like anytime Rory plays, I'm tempted to pick him. But I think, okay. I think on a golf course like this, where it's not, you're not necessarily uh, going to have a massive advantage because of his ability to drive the ball. Um, I mean, let's see. No one's played golf in months. Um. I have absolutely no idea if anyone's even been practicing or playing. Um, let's take hmm, let's take Webb Simpson. Okay. Or Justin right. Rose. No, no. Just Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Yep. He's Justin your go-to. Well, I mean, you know, that's a, he's an excellent. I mean, Rory can drive the hell out of it, but uh, you know, Rose, Rosie. I, I'm picking Rosie. All right. I know who has I know who has been golfing during this pandemic, and that's who I'm taking. Sun JM has been playing somewhere. Somehow he has been playing, and that is that's, my guy. I love that guy. Golf Insider Stanford Steve um, with a pick. Yes, Sun JM. Who he is? He's a professional golfer, and he takes that very seriously. Like, where can I play for money? I'm going there because I don't have a house. 
The people at the PGA last year asked him where he won the rookie of the year. Where do you, we don't know where to send it because you live out of hotels because you play in every tournament. How don't you love that guy? Come on, Sun JM. All right. And I'm giving you Rose. Is there another? Wait, there's one more question. Yes, one more. One more. Yep. How much have you thought about the month of July? It consumes my every moment. <laughs> like, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for us. We have jobs. No. We're grateful no. that we're grateful that we have jobs. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what it's like to do a show about sports and not have sports for three months and then <laughs> compound that by the seriousness of the conversation that's gone on the past few weeks where we've 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 tried our best to ha- to listen to have important conversations and there's just this there's just this profound fear that you that that you'll say something that's misconstrued i know my heart i know your heart i'm not worried about that i'm I, you just worry about how your how your messages are received by by, by uh, ears that are just in a hurry to be mad at you or to think the worst about you, and and it's just there. There's you, the 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 mental fatigue of trying to do this show over the past however many months is uh is is I mean look again don't no one's supposed to feel bad for me. I'm just being honest with, with you. So when you ask what how, how much do I think about July? I think about July a lot, and. Uh, try, try to continue to do our best every night to fill the hour, try to come up with some conversation for, for here, and um, hoping for better days, hoping that hoping that our country comes together. I feel like the conversations that have taken place and the, the, the level of, of listening that uh, everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people indicate it is happening. That's uplifting. Uh, and then as far as the whole pandemic thing goes, just the fact that people are like, we're just going to keep moving, man, and 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 hope. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's optimistic or if it's just there's you just you just persevere. You know what I mean? You just keep yeah. on keep on trucking, and uh, that's what it feels like everyone's trying to do at the moment. So um, that's why we wanted to talk about. I don't know, golf coming back, talking about what football might look like in the fall. And, you know, and we wait to find out what the next the next pages in the series conversation are from the NFL and not 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 the conversation. What what, what are the actions? Um, because that's that's really just to take it back to the very beginning. That's the that's the money. The money question here. Um, uh, you talk about being part of the change. All right. What is it? What's it look like? What What is it? What is it you or or I or all of us are prepared to do? So from the NFL's point of view, um, I think players are going are to say, you're going to have to show me. Um, and, again, like they've benefited more than any other sport. They've had time to figure out what they're going to try to do. Well, they've got time to, to get it right, but they're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to get it right because just saying something isn't going to be enough this time. All right. Uh, we'll see you on SportsCenter uh, at night. Um, it's typically 11 o'clock. Sometimes it's midnight. Um, we're trying our best. We know you are too. Hang in there. Stay safe. Be good to each other. We'll see you next week.